Welcome to Drawing Theory. I'm Kara. I'm Kelly. I'm Matthew. I'm Ryan. And today we've got a special guest with us, Mr. John Brooks. Go ahead and talk about your shit. Hi. Uh, talk about my shit. Yeah. Uh, my name's John Brooks. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have two podcasts and uh, it's, I'm delighted to be on, on, on yours. I can talk about my other podcasts if you want me to or we can. Yeah. Talk about it later. Shit, but... Talk about everything. Oh sure, all right, fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I have two podcasts. My one has been going on for a number of years. It is called Hard to Believe. Um, I am my day job is I'm a religious studies teacher, um, and so it is a podcast that is usually about religion for people who don't really care that much about religion. Uh, so I try to make it you know, accessible. And I talk about conspiracy theories. I talk about um, cults. I talk about atheism. I talk about Satanism. I talk about like all manner of things um, uh, on the show and uh, try to expand the idea of like what belief and religion really is all about. Uh, and then, ooh, on our coming up is our fourth episode. So we just started um, 1999, the podcast, which is a podcast about the movies of 1999. Um, we have so far covered The Matrix with uh, Chris Cluey, and we just covered The Phantom Menace with the hosts of the Star Wars podcast, uh, Return of the Pod. Uh, and then next up, we have The Blair Witch Project, which is a really fun one. Um, and our guest for that will be Chelsea Weber-Smith, who is the host of American Hysteria. So... Uh, every other Monday, uh, every Monday, I have a podcast that comes out, depending on what <laughs> you want to listen to. Uh, they are on a rotating schedule, so um, I'm, I'm always a able to be in your ears every week on Monday uh, in one of two forms. So. I can't imagine doing two. <laughs> Get our one out. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> there's a bunch of us. Yeah. <laughs> I I did um I did hard to believe weekly last season and it nearly killed me. Um so I I, I just I hit an ambitious streak <laughs> and I was and I was just trying to like churn them out and yeah it's it, it's it's too much. I um from my other uh, podcast, 1999, I have a co-host, Joey Lewandowski. Um, so, you know, we share some of the burden of putting it together. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think when it's two different podcasts, it feels like less work um, than when it's just one over and over again. But uh, I don't know. We pull it off and we take breaks when we need to. And, you know, that's, uh, that's how you do it. That's how podcasting goes. That's yeah. the, <laughs> the podcasting life. <laughs> you gotta hustle. It's cloudy outside. We're not recording today. <laughs> I should also, I, sh I should also, uh, I should also plug. So uh, both shows are on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Um, that was a podcast network started by my co-host Joey Lewandowski. Um, the original show on that network was uh, a show called Cage Club, which was 
uh, him and his friend Mike Manzi watching and talking about every Nicolas Cage movie in order. I feel um, like I follow them. Oh, do you? Okay, I cool. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know them. I know Cage's Kiss. Like, there's okay. actually a few people who do the Nicolas Cage. Thing. Yeah, there are, oh, there shit, are a couple. The National Treasure people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are multiple like So we have a whole bunch of pop culture podcasts uh, on the network. Um, they also did Keanu Club. Uh, they did uh, Cruise Club. They've 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 done all of Tom Hanks's movies. They did one about Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's Theron. Um, That's hilarious. And right now he is also the co-host of Too Fast Too Forever, which is a Too Fast Too Furious or Fast and Furious, <laughs> I should say, podcast uh, where they watch every Fast and Furious movie over and over and over again for all time and uh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff they talk about other stuff too but, but that's I need to check that's... out the Keanu one because I just recently watched Knock Knock that oh, is nice. a terrible fucking movie <laughs> which was about the funniest thing I've ever it's seen really, it's, it's, it's like, pretty bad I yeah. that funny was so it's free pizza like, the worst movie I've ever seen it was so bad but it was so funny <laughs> because it was so bad oh my god I was on a few episodes of that show I did all the Matrix episodes um, and I also did um uh, what was it oh the devil's advocate um i was on i was on that one as well and um i didn't do, I, didn't, I didn't do speed even though speed is like my favorite movie of all time but well uh, now you just have to get out because you didn't do speed <laughs> <laughs> the movie speed. Over, y'all. 1994 do speed? in parentheses <laughs> i watched that shit like every oh i can quote the entire fucking movie i used to just hang out like i had a friend she and i just knew every line in the movie we would like if we were born in a bar <laughs> and had nothing to talk crazy. about we just recite speed lines over like yeah for hours on end yeah there you go. Yeah, it was yeah. like there was like several months where you never had to wonder what Kara was doing because <laughs> was watching speed <laughs> three or four times a day <laughs> you shot me they gave you a medal because you shot me you little prick Harry, you told me to. Yeah, I, I, I can do them all. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> all right, well, today we are talking about Polybius is what started it, but then we also added some other bullshit in there. So, yeah. um, just like internet type bullshit. I yeah. Video game conspiracies. But mine's, they're not video games. Just the one is a video game. Oh. But well, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, they're video games. <laughs> no, allegedly, only the one is a video game. The rest of them are definitely not video games. So, no, Kelly, what are we know. drinking? All right, so we have two drinks for this very two special drinks. episode. So, I'm making a shot called the Bulbasaur. And to make the Bulbasaur, you need a half ounce of lime vodka, quarter ounce of lime juice, quarter ounce of Midori. Shake that shit together, pour it in a shot glass, and it is yummy and delicious. It is. Then we have the more grown-up cocktail version of the Bulbasaur, <laughs> which is the Ivy Sore. So you have an ounce of lime vodka, an ounce of lime juice, an ounce of Midori. Shake all that shit together with ice. Pour it into a rocks glass, top it off with Sprite, and then add mint leaves for garnish to make it fancy. Is and that, then is that the evolved version of the other shot? We switched <laughs> over to solo cups because I hold more. We, we do have them all in like fancy rocks glasses. We can see the mint. <laughs> no solo cups. Now we're part. We're not fancy because nobody wants to get a refill every two point five seconds. Yeah. yeah, those glasses are not big enough. <laughs> I know. 
Just go ahead and give me a big cup and make it a double. <laughs> Get a bigger cup and make it a triple. <laughs> so where are you drinking? Are you drinking? I am drinking a little bit. Uh, as I said, I am currently on some pretty heavy uh, COVID antiviral medication. Oh, yeah, that's right. You probably can't drink. Which fucks me up quite a bit. No, you actually can drink with it because it's not. It's not like um, it's not uh, antibiotics. So so it's it's. But you don't want to necessarily because you're already a little bit. Um, off your ass uh, on those. So I am drinking a little bit of uh, Trader Joe's wine, um, you know, because I'm super fancy. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's about They're that's so about all I can handle Trader tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did it come in a box? No, it came in, in a, a it came in a bottle. <laughs> came in a bottle. Probably, I I would assume that the majority of the price tag was the cost of the bottle. Uh, a bottle you know. in a box. Yeah, <laughs> they, they found out you can ship bottles in boxes and just give them to the stores. You can take the bottle right out. That's it. That's right. Bottled <laughs> box wine. What's, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. that kind? What's the box wine? Oh, there's more than one. Bronzia, that's the <laughs> fucking one. The, that's the, the original. First, what's the first box? Like there's another thing. one though, right? What's in the a box? box? I realized that I ripped open one day to figure it out in like seventh grade, and it was just a box of plastic inside. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then I found out milk in Canada comes in bags too. That's so weird. Some places have water in bags, and that's fucking weird. That's you just go to the store and buy a bag of water. Our <laughs> crazy neighbor used to drink that box wine, and she box would wine. just like open the box and walk around with the bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so she just went full on Frank. Oh. I'm not. <laughs> I'm getting she's old like, and being real like, weird with it. Fuck it. She's like, well, I know I'm going to drink the whole thing anyway. So, like, the bag's just easier to transport, I guess. We could do like a whole show about our crazy ass <laughs> ex neighbor because she was damn nuts. But we are not going to do we're, that. We're here to talk about Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> Does this need to be pointed no, right no, at no, me? No, no. Why would you mess with it? it? Sorry. We already. I'm just, I'm the loudest one, and I feel weird with it pointing right, ne- right at me. It's, like, it's, it's omnidirectional. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about shit. All right. Uh, I know you have talked about Polybius before. Apparently, yeah. that's your jam. That's your shit. You love it? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> so, educate us on the likes of Polybius. Please. All right. Well... As the story goes, uh, Polybius the game uh, first appeared, actually only appeared at uh, one particular arcade uh, in in Portland, Oregon in the fall of 1981. And immediately there was like lines to play this game. Um, It was uh, apparently like super duper addictive, um, very, very sort of bright, colorful graphics. I don't know if you guys have played any arcade games from 1981, but like, you know, they weren't especially impressive most of the time. Um, so this had this very sort of like, you know, entrancing sort of hypnotic uh, effect on people. Um, and, and as legend goes, people were playing it for hours and hours at a time. There was stories about people like going into literal trances of hypnosis, um, having seizures, uh, all that sort of thing. And Nobody else had this game. It was only in this one in this one particular arcade. Um, so there's a bunch of like weird stories that surround it. There's there's this there's there's stories that there were like Men in Black who, speaking of conspiracy theories, Men in Black who would come to like service the machine, like put patches on it, 
uh, change something in the machine and then go out or like do some kind of a reading on like what was happening on the machine. Um, and so there's all these people who say that they saw these people come in and out of the arcade and they were servicing it and um, they thought they were like government, you know, undercover feds or whatever. Um, but the darkest story by far of, of, of Polybius uh, is attributable to, to a guy named Bobby Feldstein, um, who was 14 years old at the time. And he was, gave an interview with, uh, with PDX. I'm going to quote from them um, uh, here. So he's talking about having been abducted from this arcade called Coin Kingdom. And that's where he says Polybius actually was. And so uh, PDX says, quote, he was led through a series of underground tunnels akin to the tunnels of Portland's Shanghai lore and was found the next day more than 60 miles from his house in the middle of the Tillamook State Forest. Feldstein claims there was another boy with him, one who, one who rescued him. Feldstein gives four profit Polybius walking tours around Portland, that's a little sus by the way, uh, that attempt to authenticate <laughs> his experience by returning to the former basement of Coin Kingdom. He claims the ordeal of the abduction ruined his life telling the podcast audience, it's the podcast who, uh, who, who covered him, doing the tour is a way to exercise my demons on a daily basis. Um, so then after Polybius is in this arcade for uh, a month, it suddenly just goes missing and nobody ever sees it or hears from it again. And rumors about it don't start popping up until um, the late 1990s when people start talking about Hey, Polybius, you ever play that game or see that game or hear about this game? And I heard about this kid in this arcade and he got abducted and, you know, everything else. There's this kind of like weird bubbling underground uh, Polybius hysteria that starts emerging in, in, in the late 1990s. Um, and, 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 you know, the most notable thing about Polybius about this game is that it never existed and it's not real. And none of that's true. Like, like none of that stuff is corrupt. Like there's no corroborating evidence to say that any of this ever happened. Um, and that this kid, Bobby Feldstein, who does appear to be a real person and does appear to actually give walking <laughs> tours and may actually be psychologically disturbed by something that may have happened to him when he was 14, um, had nothing to do with, with a game Polybius because there's absolutely no reason to believe that it existed in the first place. So that begs the question, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I will say this, yeah. there's no evidence. There's a lot of stuff that's been erased, but all the stuff that could have been erased in the 80s was a lot easier to do back then. That's what I was about and to say. If we didn't know it was released now, the fact that MK Ultra ever existed, we wouldn't know. And we know 100% people like Ted Kaczynski were subjected to that in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. So the CIA has an unlimited budget. Yeah. And it's apparently they're all fucking just weird as hell because I always just do the weirdest shit, right? So, <laughs> you know, so where do you stand? You're just absolutely no, it's, all, it's fake. It never existed. You don't believe it can possibly be a real thing. I, there's there's good reasons to believe it didn't exist, but I, I I'm glad you brought up the MK Ultra thing because I think that's a really big part of the story. Like I I'm gonna get to the to, to the end of this, but ultimately like what fascinates me about this story and why I think it's such a great story is actually what it says about urban legends and conspiracy theories and like the way those things collide and like how that happens, right? And like and how we sort of build these things and uh, and how real things that did happen like MK Ultra, right, can sort of feed into creating the, these kinds of narratives. So one of the one of the real like telling reasons why we shouldn't believe any of the story is that the only real first traceable, I said people started talking about it in the 1990s, that too is also fake. Uh, the first real traceable um, instance of anybody mentioning this game at all 
is in February of 2000. And it shows up on a website uh, called coinop.org. Coinop.org is a um, internet video game museum slash database. It's like IMDB, but for old video games, right? It's run by a guy named Ken Collar, uh, K-O-L-L-E-R. And he just, in, in all of his databases, uh, at some point, in, uh, sometime in February of 2000, he, he puts in <laughs> Polybius, released in 1981, and that's pretty much it, right? Just puts this game into his database. And then at some point near that time, he calls GamePro. Um, did you guys, I don't, did you, did you guys grow up playing video games? Do you know what GamePro is? Yeah, I had GamePro. I was, I was, I was yeah. a subscriber. I was subscribed for like 15 years. I had, yes. I had that issue somewhere. I'm not a gamer, but I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> so GamePro, there's really another interesting thing that happened with GamePro. I'm going to talk about that uh, at the end as well. But, but GamePro, you guys remember, was like, it was like the cool, like edgy video game magazine. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like really edgy, but like it was like the Nintendo power for like cool kids, right? It was Fangoria um, for video games. It kind of was, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like a combination of like Fangoria and like Rolling Stone or like Spin or yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. So it, it had this kind of rock and roll vibe. It was it was it was also like produced and written by young writers. Um, I know some of the people who used to work for GamePro. They were all in their like early twenties and they're making that magazine, right? So they have a particular sort of uh, vantage point for this. Kohler calls up GamePro after he puts this on his website and says, "Hey, have you ever heard the story of Polybius?" And he talks to a guy named uh, whose writing name was Dan Electro. So Dan Electro, not his real name, uh, writes <laughs> writes a piece to investigate this this story, and he decides that it is inconclusive as to whether or not. Um, Polybius ever existed. Okay, so go back to coinop.org. I want to read you something. So this uh, comment appears underneath the entry for Polybius sometime later, and I'm going to quote read everything from it. It's from a guy who calls himself Steve Roach, okay, and here's what he says. Marek Vachusik was the programmer who came up with the name Polybius. He'd studied Greek mythology at Masaryk University and came up with the name because it sounded quite a bit bold and mysterious, which is what we, what we wanted quite simply. The inspired graphics combined with the puzzle elements and scintillating gameplay was something to behold. We playtested it for hours and hours, and it certainly was an addictive game that was well-loved professionally and recreationally by all that played it. We then received a phone call stating that there were concerns within the company that the basic graphics, which featured prominently in so many other games at the time, were fine for the average gamer to spend hours at a time without any noticeable physical or mental, mental detriments. But the intense and engrossing gameplay of this new step was very much an unknown quantity, so the game was put back several months due to divided opinion within their board of directors, much to the, our consternation for breaking our backs to finish it on time. We disbanded shortly afterwards because we didn't want to restrict ourselves to the stringent deadlines of other companies and favor distancing ourselves from the game in case of any lingering recriminations, which could have done a great deal of damage to our personal and professional reputations, which was our livelihood, and which some of us have, have uh, having very young families, this was extremely important to us. As far as I'm aware, no ROMs or otherwise exist unless we remain in the bowels of the company that distributed it. We only received a basic payment in, uh, in view of the fact that the game was withdrawn without nationwide or international distribution. So we grew to loathe it and, was off, uh, and it was often a cursed word whenever we met, uh, whenever we used to meet up and still is today, which is a shame. Okay, 
So this is the comment that this guy leaves. So what he's claiming is that he was a programmer on Polybius, right? He and this other guy like put this game together and it was so ahead of its time and it was super advanced. They put a ton of work into it. And the powers that be step in and basically say like, no, 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 we got to make these, we got to make these changes. Uh, we, you know, we got to, we, we, we got to do something uh, and you only have this certain deadline, you got to meet the deadline. So what he's basically saying is we created this game. We knew it was super addictive. Some mysterious people said we have to change it. We knew we couldn't meet the deadline. So I walked away and I don't know what happened after that, right? <laughs> if you actually read this, this, this uh, comment, it's really clever because the precision of all the misspelled words and like the bad grammar, which make it seem like it's really an authentic person who's actually making a comment. Like if it was all perfectly written, it would seem very suspect. But it seems like someone who's just sort of on the fly trying to recount his story. But it's actually too perfect, right? So like some of the some of the misspellings just don't make any sense. Like he spells inspired I-N-S-P-I-R-I-E-D, right? And then like, yeah, like scintillating is it's it's all like words like that that you know it's you can see someone misspelling, but not like on the fly. Um so anyway, people try to tra track down this Steve Roach guy. There is one person who claims to be him, and he's like, "Yeah, it was a fake. I just, I just made it up, right? Um, it's, it's not. I wasn't really, I wasn't really on the team. Um, whether or not Kohler had something to do with putting this guy up to it, or whether or not he is Steve Roach, or like whatever, we don't really know. But it seems to be that it's all in sort of service of this massive, massive hoax, right? Um, so we can't find this guy. We know what Kohler did. We also know that nobody ever on record mentioned Polybius before 2000. We know that this is the sort of genesis point of it. And so the question is like, you know, what is it and what is it in reference to? And like, why do people now go back and have this fake memory of this game, right? Because like, there's something really genius about the construct of this particular hoax that, that makes it um, really, really cool. So this is a oh, great example. Of I was just like, oh it's, my goodness, it's the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. <laughs> like where people actually remember playing it. Right. So it's a great example of the Mandela effect, but it's also, I think, the only Mandela effect that I know of that is like a, a, a an inception Mandela effect. Like what color theoretically did what I think happened, right, is that he he intentionally created a false memory in people's minds. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's Mandela effect combined with inception. Um, he used very precise imagery and words and like and 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 you know built from existing uh elements of what's really going on in 80s video game culture to create this false memory so all right any of you guys have any theories as to what some of the things going into creating this false, false memory are because there are there are a bunch well so i was gonna ask are there games similar like that have this like puzzle element where people might have played that thinking they might have played great question religious. great question um yes right <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing about polybius is that nobody was able to really describe what it actually was to play it right just that it was sort of hypnotic and addictive and the game that sticks out as sort of the most likely inspiration for that is a game called tempest um, which goes, you know, back to the early 80s, uh, which was one of the first, it's like vector graphics. You guys ever played Tempest? No. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Right, so what is this? It uses the perspective <laughs> to make it look like you're going through a tunnel-y type yeah. dealio. Yeah. Pretty it looks, for, for early 80s, I mean, it's fucking awesome. 
And it's very much like it is like it is like tunnel vision, right? Like you're going straight through this tunnel and there's this stuff flying at you and it's it is very trippy. Um, and, and it's, you know, a lot of like polygon shapes and that sort of thing. The poly in Polybius and the poly of the polygon graphics of Tempest are probably also part of what captures that sort of um, that 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 connection. There's also someone has pointed out really interesting connection. Uh, there's a game called Cube Quest uh, released in 1983. Um, again, very early, right, in terms of video arcade uh, um, graphics, etc which was a game based in Laserdisc, right? So the most famous Laserdisc game that's not this game is, um, is Dragon's Lair. Cube Quest, the other one. Um, what made Cube Quest, as I said, unique is that it was a Laserdisc game and they didn't really have very many of them, right? Uh, the first, so the, uh, Dragon's Lair was the first really popular Laserdisc game. It was a terrible game, but it was very cool to look at, right? It's the one where it's like actually a cartoon um, that, you could, that you could play. In 83, that was really, really new and expensive technology. And the game itself looked a lot like what people describe Polybius to look like, um, including just like how bright and vibrant the graphics were because they're all running on this laser disc. But because it was a laser disc, almost no arcade could afford to have it. So the idea that there was this like very obscure random, you know, game that didn't last very long um, is probably associated with, with actual memories of CubeQuest. Um, that then get lumped into the into the Polybius uh, memories. Um, the Men in Black thing is also probably a kind of a background memory of some of the early days of arcades. Uh, there are a lot of uh, accounts of arcades having been raided by the feds because they were either suspected of or in fact were using arcades for gambling purposes. Um, there was suspicion that the high high scoreboards on arcade games where a source were only there for gambling, which they usually weren't. I mean, I don't think they were in too many cases, but there were cases of federal agents coming into arcades. So the idea of these men in black showing up at the arcade and like doing something with the machines, that probably is a real memory that people actually had, but then gets again, sort of transposed onto this new story um, of this of this Polybius thing. Oh, that's um, sweet. I've never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> like arcades being centers for gambling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know that either until I the first time I looked up the story. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. Um I didn't know that either, but it makes perfect sense. And like it's it's one of those it, it sort of ties those two things together very neatly. That'd be like horse racing, like you bet on the kid that's gonna get the high more, score more and like more like video poker machines. Oh. Or like getting Yeah. <laughs> 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 there's a couple other things about this like the fact that it's 1981 i think is really telling because that is like it gives it the perfect window for you to insert a bunch of memories if you put polybius at 81 then any game that came after it you can basically say oh yeah it's probably that old right it gives it a giant window of games that you can sort of your mind can mistake for that game uh, if you put it sort of at the beginning of, of, of when video games became a thing. Um, the MK Ultra thing, I think, is also a really important part of this, right? This is sort of around the time, like, that it was becoming wide, wide, widely known that MK Ultra happened. Um, so, you know, I think, when did the documents for MK Ultra get declassified? Was it the late, late 70s? Oh, that I don't know. And we've talked about this. Oh, that, yeah. that was the family jewels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, this was my whole 
She covered in Kaylter, but I covered Family Jewels for something else. Huh? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember if like if if it, it had been declassified or if it, it was was emerging as a like a conspiracy theory that was real. I, I don't what what whatever it was, but certainly the MK Ultra thing by the '90s or early 2000s, people know about it, right? And so they can kind of then go back and sort of put MK Ultra memories onto Polybius as well. And then you get that and it's this mind control idea. Um, there were kids who were like passing out from playing video games in arcades in the early eighties. If you remember that happening, <clears throat> right? That can also probably feed into this. So there's plenty of accounts of like people, like kids with epilepsy <clears throat> would have seizures playing Tempest. Um, there's one story about a kid who like literally passed out after playing some video game, but it turns out like he hadn't eaten in like a day and was just like, <laughs> drinking coca-cola non-stop for like six hours which had way more to do with it <laughs> <laughs> but that basic idea of you play a game and you pass out or like you have a seizure or something like yeah that was happening like enough so that people would have some sort of connection to that basic that basic premise um apparently <laughs> polybius was created by a company named sinus lotion which is a nonsense sort of quasi-German term um, that best translates to sensory deprivation. Um, so that's also kind of telling that this is a hoax, right? Because like, if the name of the company that creates it is like, I am going to suck your, right, your, your brain out uh, and, and make you into a mindless uh, zombie, you know, there's also no record of that company ever existing. Um, so again, also very, very suspect as to whether or not uh, it was actually a real game. And I think the other one that really sort of feeds into it is, the well, one, the Satanic Panic and the earliest sort of incarnations of it. Um, but two, like, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. So, you know, in like the early 2000s, late 90s, whatever, you know, those two things are very heavily associated with the 80s. Um, people remember kids being like, you know, stories of kids being kidnapped and like found in the woods by Satanic cults or whatever. Um, those it's something to do with games and gaming and mind control and like all the stuff about D&D was all about that so you know it seems to feed directly into that one as well um the best evidence that this was something that Kohler just completely made up is the name Polybius itself which is I think genius because it does sound like a word that an early 80s arcade game would be right like if you think oh, yeah. about like like Galaga and like Arkanoid and Tempest and that sort of thing. Like Polybius just sounds like the name of a, of a video game. Polybius was a Greek philosopher um, who's, who is notable for a couple of important things. One, um, his work in uh, cryptography. Um, so that's uh, telling. Two, his, his main philosophy about history. Uh, at the time that Polybius was writing, history was an emerging art and it was an art you didn't have to necessarily comport to facts if you could tell a good story, right? So if you think about someone like Herodotus, right? The father of history is also the father of liars. He made all like tons of shit up because you can do that. It's fine. Just tell a good story. If it pleases the person who's reading it, who cares? <laughs> Polybius himself <coughs> thought that history should have contemporaneous witness accounts to back it up, right? So the idea that you're naming this hoax after a guy whose entire philosophy was, you better double check your story to make sure that actually there's evidence to support what you're saying is the ultimate tip of the hat. I think that this is like, you know, this is Kohler showing his hand here and saying, guys, 
think of the name, right? And, 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 that, and that there is no evidence that this thing ever happened. Um, and then not coincidentally, Polybius himself was born in the city of Arcadia, um, which I don't also think is, a, uh, is, is any sort of, a, sort of a coincidence. So no, it didn't exist. But to this day, there are people who say it did. There's this guy who makes a living off of these walking tours of his experiences with Polybius. There are people who swear up and down, like, no, I played it, no, it's real. But like, there's people who swear up and down that Shazam was a real movie too. With Shazam was a real fucking movie. No, right? she didn't that. Like, it's not. <laughs> Shazam was the fucking real movie. But but you but you think it is. Parents <laughs> So it's funny because because. There, it's there's there's a couple of things like I I remember when I was growing up I it's weird that video games were actually a pretty pretty sort of um, decent place for urban legends to emerge right and I remember like when I was little I I heard all of these different things about things you could do in Super Mario Brothers that you couldn't do like it was impossible but like <laughs> kids were like no if you do this button combination if you go here and then you hit this brick and then you jump up this way and then you go backwards and then like you go into the negative world and I'm like that's fucking it's bullshit like it's not a real thing. But it, it caught fire, right? And, like, people had different variations of how you could, like, get to the negative world in Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and it was, like, never real. And 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 GamePro itself was Was, was it not real or are you just terrible at video games? Uh, I was pretty... <laughs> I clocked so many goddamn hours playing Super Mario <laughs> hey, Brothers. I that... clocked a bunch of hours. I don't think <laughs> you're good. I had no excuse <laughs> of being terrible. <laughs> Very first Mario, like if you beat the whole thing, then you got to do the whole thing again. And it was Wait, different, and then they did it. Is it That's ducks versus, like, in the first one it's mushrooms, and then the next one it's ducks or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is that actually is true, but like that was that's, that's, that's a different yeah, I don't thing. Know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. <laughs> And getting back to GamePro for a second, because they were notorious for, for, for being sort of the origin point of the Shenlong uh, uh, urban legend in, in Street Fighter II. So, so for some reason, there was this urban legend that emerged that if, like, if you did something, some combination, some you beat it like four times in a row on like level nine and only you know got perfects every single time, you could unlock the secret character Shenlong um, because in one of the cutscenes, like Ryu says, you must master, or like I, you have, a, you must master you must Shang Long to Shen defeat. Long to have a chance. That's the one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that shit. He knows it and so you know what Shang Long actually refers to, though, right? That's who supposedly trained Ryu and Ken. That's his their master, but you never see him. Right, but it's it, that's but that's the bullshit because that's not true. The Sheng Long is the is the uppercut punch. It's exactly, the, it's the, yeah, it's yeah. It, that everybody thought it was some dude, yeah, some dude. And so then GamePro for years was like was like pushing this conspiracy theory, was like pushing this urban legend that you could unlock Sheng Long, and they had like screenshot like mock up screenshots and like <clears throat> forever. Uh, they would people would like write in and try and like fool them into like convincing them they'd unlocked Sheng Long, but yeah, it just went on. And this was before you know you had social media, but it, it, it caught fire and everybody kind of believed it for a while until ultimately, um, it was just a you know sort of a footnote in, in Street Fighter 2 history. Um, but then of course, like there's also The Last Starfighter, and I think that also sort of contributes to people's memories here. You guys have seen that movie, it's a fucking classic if you haven't seen The Last Starfighter. I don't know if I have or not. 
he has to play the video game and he beats it and yeah. then he gets to go to space and become yes. the actual starfighter. <laughs> and then they, they leave they leave like a weird robot fake version of him there that's super creepy that talks yeah. to his brother. You don't remember that movie? I do not. Great. It is a it is a great movie. But it also, I think that was also like 83, um, or at least the early 80s. And so people grew up with that movie as well. And so this basic idea of like a kind of a conspiracy to like recruit people with a video game machine that's going to like entrance you into this thing. I, I think that also sort of factors into people's kind of fake memories of this thing. But um, regardless, it is a great story of a combination of urban legends and conspiracy theories and I really think it was all conducted by one guy writing one word on one website and then calling GamePro and the rest of it uh, was just people's imaginations taking over. Um, I think it's real. So. <laughs> well, I, you know what? <laughs> here's, I, the, here's, here's the plot twist. It could be real. I think it's real. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy the whole government conspiracy thing. I think, you know... <laughs> Back in the, the late 70s, all the way up until late 90s, really, or not late 90s, but late 80s, arcades were everywhere. Mm -hmm. So every small business owner is trying to compete with everybody else. Maybe this one guy that owned one <laughs> went out, you know, bought a used cabinet or something like that, swapped out some of the, the boards and stuff in it, painted it up, whatever, so he could say, I have this one game that nobody else you, you has. You can't play it anywhere else. You can't play it at any other arcade. <clears throat> you can come here and play it just to get love, traffic in the door. I love that. And at the same time, in arcades, yeah. it was common for people to come in, service people to come in and repair the machines and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe they were just wearing black coveralls or something. Those are <laughs> service uniforms. As little kids, they've been awake for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, and <laughs> jacked up on coke, jacked up on, on coke and, and stuff like that. Are you really remembering like exactly what these people were doing to this machine? Maybe they were just yeah. servicing the thing. Yeah, I think it's possible that there is some sort of a uh, an ur an ur legend to Polybius that that is what you're saying, right? That maybe there is, like, and maybe it is in this one arcade in Portland, Oregon. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I'd love to have that uncovered. I'd also love for what you're saying to be a movie and like, they should make this into a fucking movie, right? Like turn turn this legend into a movie or- Hold on, cause there is one. <laughs> there is a movie and I watched it and it's amazing. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes, so it's called Ashens and Ashens and the Polybius Heist. Ashens is a YouTuber. Yeah. Um. But apparently he's famous now and makes movies or whatever. So. And it is a British comedian and it is very just goofy and like slapsticky and dad jokey and I love it. But the whole thing is just them going, they're looking for this video game and then they find it. They're like, it's here. Yeah. So he assembles his team of misfits. You yeah, know it's, to team, it's totally a team of misfits because it has to be. Love it. <laughs> yeah. and the Polybius Heist. Yeah. Well, I want like an origin story. Like I want like a Stranger Things, but about Polybius. Like that would be fucking unreal. Like it would be such a great. Yeah. And you could play with so many of those ideas. Like I don't, I don't think Polybius itself was a game. Yeah, I think you know back to what I was saying. Like, dude, just repurposed another arcade cabinet and put his little graphics on it, and it was probably just some other game. Yeah, maybe something that wasn't as popular, so people wouldn't realize it. 
and then you know called it Polybius. But it's yeah, possible. I I don't it's I don't possible. think it was an actual game itself. Right? I think it was an actual government fucking conspiracy. I'm all just, in. It was just like Tempest with a swapped out title. I, like, that's, I think that's that's not a, that's not a unreasonable thing to think. I there's been like um, there's been a couple of pop culture references that I love. One is that Polybius is in the Springfield Arcade uh, on The Simpsons. Um, I think it's appeared in more than one episode. Like it's like well, next to whatever Bart's Simpsons, playing. Then it's fucking true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> everybody knows that <laughs> but the most the most famous and funniest appearance of polybius is um at the uh, did you guys watch loki i didn't okay so there's a point in loki where he's at the end of the universe um where all of the like like trash of the multiverse goes right like all the things that aren't supposed to be there are just at this point at the end of the universe so there's all these different forms of loki who are all in this room and just in the background of that room is a polybius cabinet uh arcade console <laughs> just like standing there for the like nine people who would get that joke uh, uh to, to, to appreciate that little easter egg so i love that uh I love that particular pop culture appearance of Polybius, but yeah, it's got all the makings of a really, really cool, you know, 80s era sort of period piece that you can make a great like TV show or uh, or movie out of the story. But So what if it was like an experiment? What if it was like the very early versions of like games as a medical device? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, universities testing this out because you know that's the thing now where games mm -hmm. are being used for like hyperactivity and things like that. Maybe that was like an early version, and then like kids are passing out, so they're like, "We're gonna pull this <laughs> Wait a minute! And not talk about it anymore. Everybody, shut up! You know, it's like it's funny you say that because like I, I I also find it suspicious again that if it traces to two thousand, that it's also like right at the time when you have parents freaking out about like Mortal Kombat and shit, right? Like that video games are gonna turn you into a, a killer. Um, it's a year before everybody blames Columbine on fucking Doom, right? And so like the idea that there's this like mind control element of video games, they're good for you, they're bad for you, they cause seizures, they don't cause seizures, like whatever, that's all being talked about around, around 2000 as well. So like it does sort of make sense that that would be you know another thing that gets sort of lumped into the into the lore but yeah i mean what if it what if it was like what if you what if that's how you tell the story they were trying to like like mk ultra they're trying to like you know figure out how to how to get people to be like mind assassins or whatever by playing you know hyped up tempest or something i, mean, I don't know anyway that's my story I love it. I think it's real. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> what do you think, Ryan? Believe it's real? Yeah. I still think the arcade. I think it was around for a little bit. I think it was around long enough to fuck with some people. And then... It's in a landfill somewhere with all the ET games. All the ET games. Oh, I love that story. Well, you know what, guys? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, oh, you don't know what the ET? Oh, okay, that's a, that's a, that's for a different day. Uh, <laughs> there's a whole fucking movie about that. No, we have not done that yet. <laughs> we will. Um, I will give you a happy ending to this. There, 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 episode, Steve Weeby and what's his name? Because because people are enterprising these days, Polybius now does exist. You can get it for PS2. Um, 
some developer was like, we'll make it into a game. And they did. And it's basically a mashup <laughs> of like all the games I described. It's this like hyper-colored Tempest ripoff that you can buy for PlayStation uh, or PlayStation 2, I think. There's um, actually so... a fan club of people that build their own Polybius cabinets. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> kind of made me want to do one. Like, hell yeah! <laughs> no, I love it. Keep it alive, man. I like this is such a great like little weird story of this like subculture that emerged forty years ago, and I, I think it's it's just really really cool. That's awesome. Nineteen eighty one was forty years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Violent. <laughs> violent to say that. I here I was born. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Yeah, this one over here. <laughs> I was I was too, if that helps. So. <laughs> it helps a little bit. <laughs> I was not even thought about in 1981. <laughs> oh, come on. You were thought about. Who wants to go next? I will cover my topic. Um, I got my notes on my phone, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse me. Uh, looking down a lot. You're a very modern man. <laughs> my, uh, well. I worked last night, so I uh, didn't have time to write anything or type. Um, my topic is the Lake City Quiet Pills. If, I, well, I know these guys haven't heard of it. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. All right, so um, let's see. Early 2009, so late 2008, early 2009, this guy shows up on Reddit and at first, he joins the, the jailbait forum where they're just sharing pictures of underage girls and stuff like that. You know? Oh, gross. <laughs> so he, he joins this, this forum on Reddit for jailbait. And really, all he does is complain about people like spamming ads and stuff like that. He's just a grumpy old guy. He's just pissed off at the world. So after a while, he decides to create his own image hosting website and it was called Lake City Quiet Pills. So he had a jailbait section on that so people could go and upload their pictures on his website and he could kind of moderate and keep the spammers out and stuff like that. As time goes on, he stops posting on Reddit and his own website. Somebody else by the title 2-6 joins up and makes a post and says the guy passed away he was old you know so he, he's no longer going to be with us and this guy is apparently going to take over people <laughs> think it's suspicious because two six created an account like the same day he made the post so a lot of people are like is it the same guy you know, is he just like faking everybody out? He just made a new account. And quite a few other people actually come forward and say, no, I, I knew him. He really did pass away, blah, blah, blah. The website just kind of goes dormant for a while. And then people start posting cryptic messages on it, like looking for 10 guys that can speak Spanish or French or whatever for whatever kind of op we're doing. And they started digging into the name a little bit, Lake City Quiet Pills. This sounds like some weird Jeffrey Epstein creepy shit. What yeah. the fuck? Well, <laughs> this gets weirder and weirder. What the the Lake, Lake City Quiet Pills is a reference to a munitions factory in Lake City. They make bullets. And their mm. slogan is dispensing quiet pills. 
you know, because a, a bullet kills somebody. Yeah, I'm like, you shut up real quick. Right. right. I get so that. People, people start digging into these cryptic messages and stuff like that, and they're talking about, like, paying people and stuff like that. They think they're using this website to run private security and, like, private contractors for uh, for, for military operations and stuff like that. Where they hide information in the JPEGs? You can do that. You can hide information in JPEGs where uh, it's, it's almost like a QR code, but built into it because there's so many tiny pieces you can yeah. make it. That's fucking creepy. I don't know if they were or Holy not. shit. They could have been, though. But people did realize that the guy that posted on Reddit as 26 there was also an account or an email associated with Lake City Quiet Pills website that was Angel26 at Lake City Quiet Pills. So people were like, is this the same guy that's posted on Reddit and on this other website? And there's just miles and miles and miles of, of lists of them like paying people and stuff like that, you know, telling you who to contact to get your payment if you were in France or Africa during these very specific dates, which all coordinate to when there was military conflict going on. Hmm. So they're like, are they really just sending over private military forces? You know, that's why they're looking for people that speak these languages or whatever country they're going to. And are they using this website as a way to communicate on the download? So wow. it's a pretty interesting story. Later on, they got more involved with like child porn and human trafficking and, and weird shit like that. That's fucking weird. I don't know why like military, why would they have picked though like um, kitty porn pictures? You'd think they'd do something more legit than that. Right? Not everybody is searching for that. So it gets more private. So, so do they, they assume that the type of people that would, or because they, they want it to be quiet. So yeah. And nobody would believe anybody. They couldn't tell anybody because well, I was looking exactly. at this kitty porn website. Yeah. Okay. And I right clicked and searched. <laughs> yeah. And message to kill somebody. You can't tell like, anybody. But it said to kill someone. It doesn't matter. Wait, what, wait. what were you doing again? <clears throat> exactly. And then nobody ever questions anything they said again. After the the original guy died, I, I think his name was Milo, was like his, his actual name. Whenever he passed away, the 2-6 guy... He sent out a message to everybody, and it was like, turns out this guy was super rich. And, uh, you know, he'd just been sitting on his money for all these years. And he wants to pay out all the people that worked under him and stuff like that. So, like, you know, if you worked with him during these dates, you're getting anywhere from, like, three to $10,000 out of his will. Wow. So the guy was running his own website mysteriously paying out people for unknown work and he's just got millions and millions of dollars in a will just sitting there like that's fucking weird is that website still active i think as of it was set to expire in 2020 i don't know if anybody has renewed it but it is transferred four times throughout its history and the last time it transferred it went into a non-transferable domain 
which means they they can no longer pass it to anybody else. I don't know if they've renewed it or not. But as of 2020, you know. Yeah. Which is not that long ago. <laughs> so. True. Who do you think it is? What do you think it is, really? I think definitely uh, because I know private military is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know <clears throat> there, there are countless unclassified documents to where the government has paid out taxpayer money to private military companies to go whatever conflict we have going on and do things that our military legally cannot do. You know, think like Blackwater and, and stuff like that. So I think this might have been legit. Like they yeah. might have really been running a private military. That's fucking wild. I think so too. I like I, I I'd believe it. It sounds like the kind of fucked up thing Eric Prince would do. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anybody have any guesses? Like, have you in your research? Have you has anybody like proposed any uh, any names of who this person might really be? Um, as far as I know, not really. Yeah. All you really know is his first name was Milo, and he was like. 70 something years old and that's it all the other stories of his history or his background came directly from him i mean he's saying like he he was born in the 30s or something like that or late 20s early 30s something like that he joined the military when he was like 14 years old he went over world war one things of, of that nature but nobody really knows who he is, so you can't confirm these things. You don't know if it's yeah. real or not. Yeah. So, according to him, you know, before he passed away, he just has years and years and years <clears throat> of military knowledge, which would make him a prime candidate to run a company based in military operations. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's definitely real. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I it's think almost it's, it's almost too it's almost too wild to not be real. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point of hoaxing that? You know, it's, it's... <laughs> oh, drink. Thank you. <laughs> Some things are too fucked up to not be real. And I think that's one of them. I, I I completely could see that being legit. Apparently in 2018 to 2019, somebody posted on Reddit and told everybody to stop looking into the Lake City White Bill. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you guys just need to <laughs> shut, shut it down, stop talking about it, stop looking at it, stop digging for info, whatever you're doing. You got too close, Mulder. <laughs> the specific tagline for the munitions factory is dispensing Lake City quiet pills to lousy bastards in need of permanent rest. <laughs> See, so I think that's, um, like, you know, you say that it's military. What if it's not military, though? What if this is, like, um, what if it's Hitman? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, I, you know. Because a lot of people don't know how to navigate the dark web or whatever. So he was like, fucking, I'll make men.com that you can't talk about. Hence oh, the kitty thing. I thought it's the story. <laughs> 
Honestly, I was I was so sold on the military thing. I did not even think about hitmen. Yeah, I'm gonna say I gotta go. I don't think it's military. I think it's hitmen. <laughs> I, I I still think it's military. What if it's hitmen going after all the people that are uploading fucking kitty porn pictures? Oh, that's, vigilantes! That is that's good. my favorite that's, thing in the world. That's what it needs to that be. That is good. Hey, I'm gonna start <laughs> this image hosting website. Upload all your little kitty porn. Yep. And then I'm gonna track you down and like. That's great. I hope that's, that's what it is. That's another movie right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a whole, that's a rabbit hole, right? There it is, isn't it? That's great. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Kelly's confused as shit. You'll you'll it'll, you'll, it'll make sense later when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Just, I'll, I'll get it later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let Ryan go. I'm probably not gonna do mine because. <laughs> Mine's an ordinary as cool as y'all. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to leave mine out. Oh, come on. All right. You got to talk about the back room. Back room. <laughs> All right, Ryan's going to have a little bit of research, not much, on Cicada 3301. And, yeah, this is <laughs> supposedly the start is early 2012. Oh, uh, where's the date? Oh, I had it written down. It's like January 4th. They released the same date every year for like three years in a row trying to recruit people and the very first uh release in january of 2012 was uh i believe it was a uh, some sort of cryptography the guy that solved it marcus warren said that he got some sort of link afterwards after he solved the first puzzle that asked him some sort of weird questions about his support and like for or against information freedom, uh, online privacy, and how we felt about censorship and shit. So after he solved all this shit, they wanted to know his weird political ideations. And then he was like, he got to a certain point and they gave him a private website that nobody else knew about. And he did some shit and didn't like the way it felt. And they just kind of stopped contacting him. But so who the, was that? Who, who was that? The whoever released this, oh. this, this, this crypto, like this, it's like a secret code cryptography dealio they released. Like one, one of the books they released has multiple pages that still haven't all been translated. But you get like an initial message. And if you can solve that, it might have a, a link to a web page that you get to. And that might have something on it where you have to right click and search the web page to find some kind of weird shit in the code to lead to another thing. And then eventually you solve it and they want to know who you are and if you want to. So it's sent like at random? The, the initial is like just posted everywhere. It might be on Twitter or somewhere. And then, and then you the, get to shit that you can't find unless you know the first answer. And it gets even more oh, complicated. Yes, it's really creepy. creepy. Yeah. But like every year in January, like in January of 2012, 13, and 14, they released clues and weird shit and people solve stuff. 2015, nothing. And then I heard in like 2016 or 2017, they released something new, but nobody saw the newest one or whatever. But it's I want to say I read the shit. other day that they just released something. There may be a newer one then, yeah. I don't remember where I was. Keep going, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. There's not a whole lot unless you want to actually look at what they solved or anything, but just. Well, I know you got excited because you know about this one. So what do you got to add for this one? <clears throat> well, there's a really strong connection to QAnon here. Um, 
which uh, is worth. I mean, that's that's again, that's a that's a story that goes on quite a long ways. Uh, if you watch uh, Colin Hoback's uh, "Cue Into the Storm," the HBO documentary series, he actually starts with Cicada because a lot of the um, a lot of the dots are connected uh, between Cicada and the origins of Q and then the Q account and then Q drops and all that sort of thing. But in essence, it's the idea that you could gamify um, information on the, on, on, on the internet, right? That you can like, you can put, post something online and create real world effects, right? For, by, by, by doing that. And you can do something that's kind of like cryptic, cryptic, and then also that has a solution, but also that like will necessarily involve other people bringing in their own sort of biases and their own interpretations of that solution, and then creating this sort of like weird obsessive havoc uh, on the community by doing something that just is sort of like bizarre, right? And so the whole sort of nature of, of Cicada as this, what started as a very simple, like a very complex puzzle with a very simple sort of presentation and premise that then became this kind of like, if you know, you know, phenomenon that people obsessed over and that created like a real human drama on the ground. The lesson of that was, was very clearly learned by someone like Ron Watkins, who very likely, at least for the second half of the Q phenomenon, was running the Q account. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really, really interesting story. Like it, it's it's interesting insofar as like it is very kind of creepy. Like the 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 actual like presentation of the images in Cicada are very creepy. Like it's got this very sort of like 1980 or 90s like thriller weird graphic look to it. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. But Again, like Polybius, it kind of tells us a lot about the way that people were like that conspiracy theories or that like psychological experiments on the public happen, right? That there it's it, there's this sort of like this game that gets played, and uh, yeah, it's a really interesting story. How did we forget about the weird fucking goat devil, whatever? Do you remember the video we were all waiting on? Like three or four years ago, it ended up being the weird oh dude who was talking God. about fucking yes. abortion or whatever. Like it was a huge thing. It was <laughs> Do you know what we're talking about? We we counted down, about. waiting for this video. I just me, knew. We were just I just knew some shit the, was going yeah. down, man. Like I, I, I thought, fucking, what's his name from this in England? The dude that got arrested was going to have some new shit for the government. Oh, it was Julius. Be, yeah. I, thought, I thought there was going to be like a big release and end up being. What the fuck? Like, here, like, fucking watch it. Dude. This was... Okay, I feel like we set I, alarms and shit. We waited online. It was a whole thing. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. But Ugh. you know what we're talking about, so I'm assuming you waited up and watched it, too. I, I, I do know what you're talking about. I did not, I did not, I did not wait and watch it. But yeah, I have, wow. I have heard about it. How could you know this. about it and not be like, I gotta know. Because you're not nosy. I'm a nosy bitch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I, I think I've heard about it since. I don't think I knew about it at the time, but oh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally remember all of that. That was. That's, so and then it, I mean, it ended up being just like the dumbest shit. Like. <clears throat> well, I mean, another one of those. It's like, it's like the, the, the weird, like, uh, the clowns with the, with the black, uh, with the black balloons, right? Like, you guys remember, like, 
a couple of years ago there was we had a clown pandemic here yeah <laughs> we had t-shirts made yeah we, we, was it, we, we survived the clown invasion of 2021 or whatever. yeah 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 i think it was like 18 or 19 it was, it was pretty uh, yeah. recent uh yeah maybe maybe 18 but like yeah, that was to promote a movie, right? So, like, there was this viral promotional campaign that was being done. Where, like, there were people dressed as clowns with, like, black balloons or whatever. And everybody, like, fucking freaked out all over the country. And because we're terrified of clowns. And, you know, so. I'm not terrified of clowns. But if I see them, just, like, standing on the side of the road, staring at me like a fucking clown, weirdo. Like, what the fuck? Well, you're better the than me, then, because I'm terrified of clowns. In certain Clown <laughs> settings. Yeah. Woods are not a setting for clowns. Well, we worked with we worked with a real life clown. We worked at a haunted house one year, and there was a guy. Uh, like, right, exactly at a fucking haunted house, not like at a nice well, like. But he went to clown college, and he was a fucking asshole. Like yeah, he thought that he was God's gift to clowns, and <laughs> yeah, he would get pissed and tell like the other people that showed up dressed as clowns that they weren't doing it right and like he was a fucking asshole i'm telling you <laughs> so, while you guys were talking i did look up um lakecityquietpills.com yeah and google chrome tells me this website cannot be reached so i also went to godaddy to see if the domain was available and it says this domain is currently taken but somebody still owns it it's just looping I was gonna say because if you could buy that thing, like you could do some fun stuff. Oh, I was, I was definitely gonna. <laughs> if it was available, I was gonna buy it right now. Holy shit! Is Polybius.com available? I doubt it. We <laughs> should buy a bunch of web domains. Polybius.com, is real dot com. Yeah, I don't know. Polybiusbluecheckmark.com. We there got it is. Here. We'll just redirect them to stupid shit. All day. Yeah. <laughs> we just drag them to drunk here. Just different episodes of our podcast randomly. <laughs> politician that bought up the other politicians domain i know what, I know what you're talking about i can't remember <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about too that was, yeah, <laughs> i know that that's hilarious i love um, it i love it when they do like <laughs> scheming ass shit <laughs> oh the next time somebody's like pervy or an asshole to us on twitter we'll just like buy up their domain name and like drift that's a great idea <laughs> do what polybius.com is taken god damn it yeah. how about polybius not the greek dot com <laughs> no that's right because it can, i mean that's polybius parentheses not the philosopher or not the yeah, <laughs> philosopher <laughs> yeah <laughs> No greeky.com. Like, well, Polybius, <laughs> the real Polybius. So I looked up the cicada thing. Apparently, what I saw was just where they were posting that it's like the 15th anniversary or whatever when it started. Or oh, is it really? Oh my God. Some, that long? Has it been that long already? That's what somebody else was saying. From you know. 12 to 22 is 10 years. Oh, 10 no. years. 27, 2007, I mean. Do you know what year this is? <laughs> 2007 to 2022 is. Let me bring it back up. What's, what's 22 minus 7? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm not scared to do math. You know how many shots we've done? 15. I wish you had brought me another shot, by the way. Oh. But you didn't. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Are y'all trying to do math over here? <laughs> no, I'm trying to find the I'm thing. I'm trying to do math. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it's 10 years. My bad. It's 10 yeah, years. It's so it's 10 years. Zero shots. But yeah, so, and the third one is still Unsolved. not solved. Um, apparently, part of that you have to get from the dark web, though. So that shuts out a bunch of people. I don't know how to get on the dark web, do you? No, I have no idea. I wouldn't even know no. where to begin. Like, I no. don't know what that means. Use a tour, bro. I don't know how to do he it. He doesn't either. know either. I have no idea. No, nobody knows. <laughs> I've never it. bought anything on the dark web in my life. Nope. I also like I wouldn't even know where to like begin to like what I push the buttons into to hack something. Like what is any like what do I what do I open to start hacking? Like what, yeah. I don't even so this says um the current progress there's 56 pages remaining of the 58 pages oh, wow. book i was talking about they've only in the current pages. step yeah and it says the last progress of any updates was from 2014 it's hard as shit yeah the last one i heard was insanely hard so i kind of want to go in i'm gonna go fishing on the dark web and find it i'm gonna solve this shit yeah one of y'all nerds does that fuck hey. the zodiac letters <laughs> <laughs> we do that to them all the time we insert the revenge of the nerds yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i actually uh, use that sound in a lot. i heard it because i listen to our show i mean it's I something to be proud of you know taken down or whatever yeah we'll probably get sleep for that. copyright strike that fucking dude's gonna come on twitter and be like <laughs> yeah take your millions in podcasting money and yeah Walk, walk away with it. <laughs> well, what else we got? That's it. That's it. I think that's it. I'm not going to do mine because it's dumb compared to y'all's. So. Oh, I like yours though. <laughs> do you know about mine? I've, I was told. I was, I was, if it, if it is what I think it is. It's yeah. the, I was going to do the back rooms. Yes. I love this. I oh, shit. Awesome. <laughs> Well, um, so what had happened was they told us that there was going to be a tornado today. So I had assumed that we'd be recording at the house and I took a nap and I ever slept. I don't have any research. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, cool. That's better then. Yeah. So save it for another day. That's fine. Uh, I got like the first page of the Wikipedia. I know that it started. <laughs> it started on, it's a creepy pasta or whatever. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it and do an all creepy pasta episode <gasps> like a That's like a, a slender man that a bunch of shit like that we could do a oh whole bunch nice of shit of just that and you could come back on and we could do another show in another you'd be like in the creepy pasta yeah. like oh i'd love to yeah that That'd sounds great totally yeah. we might even be able to see if uh the the british drunk people though who do we like <laughs> chat smash. <laughs> chat smash, yeah, maybe they could join I, I like them they're fun <laughs> i love chat smash. and we haven't <laughs> talked to them in a while it's, <laughs> our, it's, our, it's our year anniversary like we talked to them. oh that's true because yeah, we're we coming a, up on our 50th episode yeah, we we need to a, oh wow congrats that's awesome extravaganza with our favorite peeps you chat smash. Nice. Amanda. <laughs> I was kind of excited to learn about the back rooms. Well, now you'll have to wait. I don't know about the back rooms either, but apparently Karen <laughs> <laughs> I just know the little bit that I had read and like the pictures that I've seen. I do know that there is a um dude who I got super excited at first. I was trying to hunt his ass down. He makes back rooms videos. It turns out that he's a 16-year-old kid, so he cannot be on this show. So then I was like, no, let me not contact yeah. this kid because that's how you get... <laughs> 
Zayn catch a charge. And we're on. That's the problem with like, like most most of the content on the internet is produced by children, and you're like, fuck, know, like I can't, this, can't talk. Like, the videos that he does, that I mean, they're really good. Like yeah. for him to be 16 years old, you know, like I love it. So yes, I'm down for a creepy pasta 50th anniversary. Anniversary. 50th anniversary. <laughs> 50 years of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> all right. So I guess that's it. That's all we got. But that was fun, though. It was yeah. fun. Cool, um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead My and plug pleasure. your shit again so everybody knows who you are. You got it. Uh, I'm John Brooks. You can find me on Twitter at probablyrealjb because, like, who knows if I exist or not really um uh, the show 1999 the podcast is on twitter at 1999 the podcast you can find the show by searching 1999 the podcast we're on all the podcast apps whatever um if you want to use good pods good pods is cool we like promoting good pods uh we're rock stars on good pods you are you guys are rock stars on good pods <laughs> <laughs> you can find us there rate and review whatever uh the other show hard to believe uh the alternative mondays to that show um and uh, that's on all the platforms as well so yeah uh find me on twitter find that podcast on twitter send me hate mail uh <laughs> love mail whatever i'm always happy to to engage no i i've only gotten hate mail from scientologists so um have you actually gotten hate mail? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did an interview a couple of years ago with Tony Ortega, um, who's been covering Scientology for like decades. Um, and I just got a lot of, so I got some hate mail from Scientologists and some from like MAGA people because I lumped them in with like cultists. Um, so like everybody, like a lot of people hated that episode. How many times have we said Scientology was a cult? <laughs> oh, it's completely a cult. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We got a lot of hate from the flat earth. Yeah, we had a flat earther on one, one of our very I mean, we were super new at that time too. Like, and you yeah, know, we, we got, got a bunch of <laughs> we got a bunch of bullshit. But we went in, we were just like <clears throat> I did an episode about flat earth uh in my show, hard to believe. Uh, hey everybody with... out there, you know what L. Ron Hubbard said? He said, <laughs> fuck flat earthers. I don't know if y'all know that, but y'all should talk to each other about it, not us. Oh, uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Flat Earthers uh -oh. and L. Ron Hubbard. Y'all just... You're trying to get L. Ron Hubbard in trouble. No, he died. They found him on a boat with a whole bunch of drugs and, like, some yeah. bad shit. Yeah. L. Ron Hubbard, a problematic person crazy. in a lot of ways. Yeah, they'll see you. For what? I ain't got no money. Good luck. Yeah. You have my 2006 Kia Spectra. <laughs> Fucking hell. Go ahead. I don't give two shits. Yeah, and everybody joked that I was going to get sued for doing that episode, and I was like, "I have any money? I can't, I can't." I can't hey, if we food. get sued, I bet we can get our check mark on Twitter. I, 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 I slander Scientology all the time. Anything we would be famous if they sued us. <laughs> I could be like Tom Cruise is suing me. We can't get verified on Twitter, and it pisses us off because we actually have a. U.S. Patent and Trade Office. Yeah, we're well, we, we haven't been sued by we haven't been sued by Tom Cruise or L. Ron Hubbard. There's yeah, no way. TV page. <laughs> well, it's it's David Miscavige who'd be suing you now. Not L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, but. nobody's seen his wife in like eight. Years. I was about to ask. Oh, her. that. <laughs> speaking of conspiracy theories, that's some. There's yeah. some. There's some. Uh, 
avenues to walk down right there. No, I uh, I did an interview with Daniel Clark, who directed the movie uh, uh, Behind the Curve, which is about the flat Earth movement. Which is it's we saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's a pretty interesting subject. So um, anyway, yeah, if you like that stuff, I have a bunch of back episodes you can listen to. And anyway, that's me. Hell yeah! But thanks for having me, guys. It's really fun. Thank you for coming. We are definitely yeah. going to have you back for our creepy pasta shit. <laughs> <laughs> My voice won't give out quite so easily then, too, which is, which is oh, good. You're good. Your voice I'm is like, good. Like, I always like, feel like, you know, our voices are crap. And then somebody <laughs> like actually confirmed that our voices are crap. <laughs> like, like, yee-haw. Yeah. Yee-haw, bitch. Appalachian. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a... Uh, yeah rude thing to say about Appalachian people right? uh-huh. like, whatever the, that one comment that guy left is that what yeah. you're talking about bitch. <laughs> what the fuck dude but it, and I mean one star I saw you want to but have a good reason his whole thing was I don't like listening to drunk people so why did yeah. you put a fucking podcast yeah. called drunk theory <laughs> right you're not like, <laughs> like yeah. I mean what did you think was happening here yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like we're a bunch of drunk rednecks yeah <laughs> our show is called drunk theory from south carolina yeah i mean it doesn't take a genius you're not yeah there's no like there's no false advertising there like, <laughs> and our theme song wrong. we had to sit through it and it says we're a bunch of idiots getting drunk <laughs> he's like there ain't nothing more tacky <laughs> all right guys People hate to be called tacky if you're not tacky. I don't feel like we all are. No, it's great. Like your show's like being in the, like a college dorm room at like you know two in the morning somewhere in the yeah. south. And it's, <laughs> that it's great. Like, I love it. That yeah. is like my favorite review that we've ever got. It's like be, be with these people is like be with your buddies after the bar closes. Yeah. <laughs> like random bullshit. <laughs> that's exactly what it is that's our goal in life yeah it's it's like your show's a really good like i I, I mean this like in a complimentary way like a really good background show right like oh yeah because you don't have to pay attention we're not paying attention no i do pay attention but like when i'm around the house it's just like this you know it's like this comforting (laughs) sort of thing to have because it feels like there's people in the room with me and it's great um you know i have like i got my driving podcast and i've got my like doing stuff around the house podcast and you know you guys are definitely great doing stuff around the house podcast. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We will definitely fun. be talking to you again. But awesome. Yeah, look forward shit. to it. Cool. Hey. Bye. Bye, guys. Uh, Have a good one. Damn, damn.